Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Koska comes from the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. Earlier this morning at 7 o'clock Denver time, uh, 9 a.m. East Coast time, I was at the, Air, at the not the Air Force, the Naval Academy, uh, where I was celebrating the 9 o'clock Mass, and I got in a car, drove to the Dulles Airport, and flew back to Denver, came here, set up for Mass, and said Mass. It's been a bit of a whirlwind, and the Naval Academy Chapel is a little larger than this chapel, and there was a few hundred people there, which I was somewhat expecting, but I wasn't expecting, right before Mass started, the, uh, this guy and a, all, of, all of the midshipmen uh, were you know, in formal dress uniform, but then this guy walked in who had a lot of stripes on his arm, which meant that he was very high-ranking. And so right before Mass, I found out that the commandant of the Naval Academy, who's like the main guy, in addition to the, what they call the superintendent, was a Catholic and was going to be a Mass, and so not only was I preaching to retirees and midshipmen, I was also preaching to the commandant of the Naval Academy. Uh, and, and so it was kind of intimidating right in the minute or two before Mass started. And then I remembered the fact of what the readings were about, especially the first reading, which talks about the day of the Lord being like a blazing oven. And the reality of the day of the Lord and the reality of our lives is that we are either ready to be able to preach, for example, in front of the commandant of the Naval Academy, we're either ready for the day of the Lord, and the day of the Lord in reality is simply revealing what is already the case. It's not like the day of the Lord, in a sense, changed the people, right? It's the revelatory of who they were. And so the proud and the evildoers, it says, will be like stubble and they'll be burned in the fire very easily. But the just ones will be like gold in the sense that the day of the Lord will not destroy them, will actually refine them and make them shine more brilliantly. And so the evildoers, proud and evildoers are like stubble. It destroys, the day of the Lord destroys them. But the day of the Lord for the righteous, for the holy, will refine them and actually make them more brilliant. And the day of the Lord will be experienced, according to Malachi, like healing rays. I think that's one of the most beautiful images in Scripture is the fact that the Lord encounters us. The Lord relates to us, not just with wrath, even though at times He encounters us in wrath, but He encounters us and communicates to us through His healing rays. And Pope Benedict, when he talks about purgatory, he actually says that the encounter with the, with the Lord in purgatory is most the most fitting images is the light of Jesus shining upon us. The light of Jesus shining upon us. And so the reality is, is that the day of the Lord reveals who we truly are. And the proud and evildoers, what does it mean to be proud? You've probably experienced somebody who's proud, you know, who's a little bit arrogant. But I think the core thing 
about pride, the core thing about being proud at the end of the day is an unwillingness to be converted by the Lord, an unwillingness to experience conversion, an unwillingness to be sorry for one's sins, an unwillingness to say, I messed up and I need to change. That's ultimately what being proud centers around. It's not simply thinking you're the the hot stuff or whatever, but it's the fact of being so stuck in your own ways that you're you're unwilling to be converted and changed by Jesus. And then evildoers, obviously, is, is simply choosing those things which are against the ways of the Lord. And so the Lord will come. The Lord will come in justice. And He will give to each of us what is our due. And we are invited to choose the way of the Lord. We are invited to choose the way of humility. We're invited to choose the way of goodness. And one person that has stuck out to me and and reflecting upon, you know, authentic justice, not being proud, and and living a good life, and I might have mentioned him before, but uh, my maternal grandfather, uh, Charles, was he passed away. Did he pass away this year? Yeah, so he passed away just, just earlier this year. And one of the things that stuck out to me always about him, and I had, to refl- had the opportunity to preach a little bit about it at his funeral, was his lack of ostentatiousness uh, in the sense that he, he was faithful to his, his wife for more than 50 years. He was faithful to the job that he was in. He worked for IBM all of his life, as far as I understood, once he got out of the army. He was just faithful to the Lord. He went to Mass. He wasn't ostentatious about it. He served Holy Communion to the sick, which I didn't even realize till like the last few years of his life that he had been doing this for years and years. And so this humble life of being faithful to the Lord is what we're invited into. The spirit of the world wants us to get up in everybody else's business. And that's in some ways, right, what St. Paul is criticizing today. He talks about those that are, he says, basically, mind your own business. Those, we hear that some of you are conducting themselves in a disorderly way. Sounds like Twitter and, and Instagram but not keeping busy, but minding the business of others. That's like really what social media is, right? You just live on minding the business of others rather than just doing what you're supposed to be doing and being faithful to your vocation. Now, is social media evil? No, okay? There's valuable things that sometimes happen on social media, but I'd say like 99, maybe 98% of stuff on social media is pretty worthless. And so we need to be faithful to what has been entrusted to us. We need to be faithful to that which the Lord has given to us and to be faithful to the Lord's call in our lives, our vocation, and to not be particularly worried about others. Obviously, we want to take care of others. We want to be charitable to our neighbor. We want to love our neighbor. We want to love those people that the Lord puts into our lives. But sometimes we can be so focused so overwhelmed or discouraged or anxious about what's happening thousands of miles away or 1,500 miles away 
by playing, you know, in D.C., that we can be blind to what's right in front of us. Because the Lord's not going to judge us based on what's happening somewhere else in the world, that we, it's outside of our control. The Lord's not going to judge us based on what's going on in, on CNN. The Lord's going to judge us based on are we being faithful to what the Lord has entrusted to us here at the University of Denver in your classes, in the vocation the Lord has entrusted to you, your own personal prayer life. The Lord is interested in you, and we need to be focused not in a selfish way on ourselves, but on a way that's attentive to the vocation that the Lord has entrusted to us. And then lastly, we're called to give witness, that realize that sometimes we're going to be persecuted for the sake of his name. Now, we can get in trouble because of our own stupidity. Right? If we do something stupid, if you break some rule in the dorms, you can get in trouble and, in a sense, experience a certain amount of like persecution, if you will, because you did something stupid. Okay, but what Jesus is talking about here, persecution, true persecution, is not because I did something dumb, but because I was witnessing to the Lord. I was living an authentic life in the Lord. And so we're called to give witness to his name, to realize that sometimes it's worth sacrificing some comfort, some promotion even, for the sake of the name of Jesus, to be faithful to the Lord, and to realize that Jesus Christ is worth giving up anything and everything for, to be faithful to him, to be faithful to his gospel, to be faithful to his teaching is worth everything, and it's worth laying down our lives for. And so may we have the grace today to be saints, people who are willing to be dedicated to the Lord, and may the holy saints and angels intercede for us and may we have the grace, especially through the intercession of St. Maria Goretti, uh, to be witnesses to the truth, witnesses to the gospel of life, uh, even to the ends of the earth, but especially here at the University of Denver.